This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. I consider Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory to be my arch nemesis. Even though I say this, I know we have one thing in common. That is, we both have a hard time getting out of bed in the morning. For Grandpa Joe, that's because he is a bad person. For me, it's because I sleep on a mattress made by Novilla, today's sponsor. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced between $179 and $369. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. Like I said, I personally sleep on a Novilla mattress, and it has done wonders for me. Throw out that cheap Walmart mattress you got in college and get yourself a mattress made by Novilla. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Become just like Grandpa Joe on a Novilla mattress today. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. A reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Hello, and what is going on, my fellow Schwoke Lords? What is up? Welcome to yet another best episode of Cancel Sweezy. Cancel Sweezy, the Lord's trademark favorite podcast. Welcome to the show today, folks. We have a show for you today. Our best episode ever. Literally, I don't. We have not made an episode better than this one. We have made today that I haven't even recorded most of yet. Here we are. We are here. I'm not queer, but it's still Pride Month. Happy Pride. Uh, yeah, it'll still be Pride Month on... Yeah, it'll still be Pride Month when this comes out. I was like, is it? Oh, June's almost over. Uh, not yet. Uh, so, yeah, welcome to the show today, folks. Um, literally our best episode ever. Cancel Shweezy, for those of you who don't know. Uh, the only podcast out there not trying to control your body. Uh, seems like a lot of people are wanting to control your body these days. I'm not. Uh, I don't care about your body. Um... Uh, anyways, though, we're getting more into that a little bit later, which, you know, it's a good, you know, it's saying a lot when I'm the voice of reason, um, anyways, though, uh, yeah, go, uh, yeah, just, uh, let's just get right into it, go check out my social media, uh, at the Shweezy, everywhere you get your social medias, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, you know, those places, go check those out, uh, those are, uh, Great ways to see me, see what we're doing, see when new episodes drop, see when I post anything else, uh, and cool stuff like that. Even my music, which I am working on some new music right now, uh, but Ride or Die Volume 2 just turned a year old, which is crazy, uh, which that literally that EP gave me like a year of writer's block, and uh, yeah, it's pretty, uh, yeah, some of the best music. I think it's some of the best music I've ever written, and so you should definitely uh, be checking that shit out on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Deezer, wherever you're, uh, wherever you're streaming your music these days. Uh, definitely go check it out there uh, because those are that's a great way to say thank you for being a friend. Uh, you can also go check me out on Twitch, where every Thursday I play video games. Looks uh, like last week I played Fall Guys. It was a lot of fun. I've been playing that game non-stop uh, ever since it became free to play on xbox and uh yeah i'm still continuing to move forward from there i think 
On Thursday, I will be playing Jedi Fallen Order, unless there's something other, another situation comes up. Uh, but besides that, yeah, I'm going to be playing Jedi Fallen Order, which is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I've heard a lot of good things about that game, and I've, uh, I'm kind of interested in the storyline, because apparently it kind of, they apparently, like, in the game, you go to, like, the like the ocean world in the Mustafar system where all the uh, Grand Inquisitors uh, and the Inquisitors, like, you did do their shit in uh, Obi-Wan. So uh, that's kind of cool um, and stuff like that. So go check that out. If you have an Amazon Prime account, what you can always go ahead and do, uh, you can connect it with a Twitch account and get a Twitch Prime. Uh, following anyone on Twitch is free, but uh, so but if you get a subscribe, you get one free subscribe. It's typically around like a $5 thing unless someone's running a sale. But that means you basically get to financially support one of your favorite creators on Twitch uh, financially without spending any more money than you already are because everyone has Amazon Prime. So, like, spending, you know, uh, using that, you basically give someone $5 to take $5 away from Jeff Bezos. Jeffrey Bezos! So, don't be stingy. And uh, make sure you go check out everything over on Twitch uh, there. Twitch.tv slash The Shweezy. Another way you can help financially support this show is by uh, helping us out on Patreon. Link in the description. Uh, Patreon is a great financial opportunity for you to financially support uh, Cancel Shweezy and all we do over here at Cancel Shweezy. So don't be stingy. Uh, And uh, yeah, but remember there's always all this free shit you can do. Uh, I know we have a majority audio-only listeners, so if you're an audio-only listener, go check out our YouTube page where we do post our full episodes uh, in video. It's basically uh, what you're listening to is an audio rip of the video. It's actually all edited on video, and then it's, uh, you know, we take the audio off of that, which is, it seems really weird, like podcasting being an audio platform and moving to video, uh, and so, like, you know, moving to video, and then, uh, but basically, I it's supposed to be audio only, and then, like, you edit a video and then rip the audio from the video. I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird. Anyways, that's basically it's just not a rip of a uh, video. Um, we do post, uh, so go check out our YouTube page, and if you're already on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button, give us a like, and leave us a comment. We post highlights all the time of the show, and so say you want someone to see something I talked about on the show, you don't have to, like, tell them to go to a specific time marker on uh, the show, you can just send them the highlight, and it's all edited down, show them that, then they get hooked, and that's how we infiltrate our algorithms, that's helping uh, the show, Uh, you can also, uh, if you're on the audio, if you're actually on the audio platform, what you can go ahead and do, uh, make sure that you leave us a review, give us a 5, 4, 3, 2, or 1 star rating, because uh, that helps us infiltrate the audio algorithm as well, and that's a gra- another great way to tell you to not be stingy. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Come on, Mark, show me what you like me. Come on, Mark. My brother doesn't think that's funny at all, and I don't get why people are not laughing at that because it just makes me laugh. He's like, why, why is this? He was like, I, I showed it to him, and I kept playing. He's like, why is this funny? I was like, the reason it's funny is because no one talks like that during sex. He's like, come on, Mark, come on. Mark, show me you like me. Come on, Mark. All right, Mark, you come. You come, Mark. All right, Mark, you come. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, anyways, though, fucking let's move on, uh, from that. Uh, let's get into previous week right now. What is previous week right now, you may be asking? Uh, well, we, we go over... 
is very simple. We go over the previous week right now uh, on this podcast uh, for you all to listen to it. Every every day, new news shows up. A lot of times, it's not that one. This week, yeah, it is funny because sometimes I'll like have to like I'll have so many good news articles I have to narrow down, and then other times I'm like scraping the bar- bottom of the barrel to like find like a good like to find a good news article. Uh, but uh, let's see what this week has entailed for us, because uh, I kind of don't remember what I put down here, even though I arranged this all like two days ago. Uh, let's just get right into it. Straight up from Teen Vogue. <laughs> Billie Eilish secretly used a body double on stage at Coche- Coachella... T- Co- Coachella? Co- Cochepi. Uh, Coachella 2022. Uh. Mm, Billie Eilish is slowly but surely becoming the master of disguise. <laughs> Am I turtly enough for the turtle club? Uh, last year, when she traded her then-signature green ombre due for blonde hair temporarily, the artist admitted that she wore a wig for six weeks, including to the Grammys, to hide it from the public. Now she's revealed another one of her stealthy dupes, and we're still processing it how great it is. Yep, friends, Billie Eilish used a whole body double during her set at Coachella 2022. Uh, and nobody noticed. Back in April, when Billy kicked off her headlining Coachella set, it wasn't actually her standing on stage, at least not during her intro sequence. At the beginning of the Coachella, I had a body double one of my dancers from the show, Billy admitted during a recent interview with Apple One's Matt Wilkinson, I had dressed her up in a show look that I had worn before. We got a black wig and we put buns in it and we gave her a mask and sunglasses. She wore my shoes and my socks. I put her up at the back on this, of the stage, and she stood there while the lights went on, and everybody thought it was me. Billy continued, nobody ever knew it wasn't me. Literally, nobody knew. And while she's up there, I put on a big black coat and, like, a traffic vest and a hood and just glasses. And I walked through the crowd all the way out to the end of the thrust thrust stage uh got under the thrust took it all off and got on and started the show it worked billy was also asked if she had gone incognito to watch other artists set at festivals she's performed at which she has but the singer says those disguises didn't work as well i've done it though occasionally in different places and it's really nice when you're able to do it she added Back in 2020, Billy had already opened up about wearing a disguise to dinner with a friend as an experiment in a video interview with Vogue, and her sentiments were, were not as positive then. To go get dinner is like kind of a hassle now because all of these things are involved. So I was like, why don't I try to disguise myself? So I put on a wig, I put on just a hoodie and a little bow on my head and some jeans, and I went out, and I hated it, I hated it, I hated it. It's so fucked up. I just didn't like it, Billy said at the time. Billy has since also talked about her experiences being recognized in public more earnestly too. in 2021. She said her decision to go blonde was partially inspired by that very reason. I couldn't go anywhere with my green hair because it was an, so obviously me. I wanted an, an a, a non It's one of those words I can read, but I can't say a lot. Anonymity. Um, I'm, whatever. Uh, she said at the time, I went to a park with a friend and I was like, no, I can't take off my hood. I was terrified of the paparazzi and these stalkers I've had, but my friend was like, don't worry, you're okay, nothing's gonna happen. And I took my hood off and I felt like a new person. It's nice to see Billy has come a long way since then and is now even having fun playing with her disguises. Billy will be headlining the 2022 Glastonbury Festival in the UK on June 24th, the youngest artist to ever do so, and best believe we will be paying extra close attention for any potential 
decoys. Um, so you know, I you know, I get the. I don't know what this article is. It's just a lot of filler. Uh, let's just be honest here. It's like, uh, well, no, no, you get it when she, someone like her, if like you have people following you around, uh, you know, and, and you know, you have paparazzi, which God, you know, like, you know, I get, I get it. Like people need money because life sucks. Uh, and, uh, stuff like that. I, I don't know. You know, people are like, I hate the idea of just like people following you around, just trying to get pictures of you and shit like that. And what makes a paparazzi different from a stalker? Let's let's think about this here. What makes someone who uh, identifies as a paparazzi, God, identifies, uh, whose job is a paparazzi, what makes them different from being a stalker? Because, well, I mean, I guess sometimes stalkers have, like, bad motives, I guess. That makes sense. Uh, but paparazzi, I mean, paparazzi, like, they're trying to get a photo of someone. And the fact that people give a shit, you know, like... I like Billie Eilish. I mean, some of her music's okay. Some of it I, I can't really recognize with, but I, I think I'm just probably getting old. It's probably just what's happening with me. Uh, even though I look beautiful, I know. Uh, obviously, we get we get better looking as we get older. That's a rule I want to say to everyone here. Uh, everyone's like, oh, I'm getting old and gross. I'm like, no, you don't get gross as you get older. You get hotter as you get older. If anyone has done anything like that, uh, you've done life right. You, you're ugly... You're ugly as a child, but you become hot as an adult. That's the rule. That's that's my rule. Um, so okay, so like she had, well, and I know I get like her getting in disguise because she has to deal with st- like stalkers, aka paparazzi, and then actual stalkers. Uh, but then you have you know shit like like she wants to see a band live, uh, stuff like that, like. Just want to see a, you just want to go to a concert and shit like that. Like you're not like doing any anything weird. You're just like wanting to go to a concert, and then all of a sudden, uh, Billie Eilish is like, oh, "It's Billie Eilish at the concert." Uh, I'm like, "No, no shit, they were disguised." I think because uh, I like Tom Segura and Christina Pajewski, your mom's house, uh, and I guess Brad Pitt is a big fan of Tom. So, like, I guess he went to his, L- like, an L.A. show of Tom's, and, like, basically, and I guess they're, they're still wearing, at the time, they were wearing masks still, uh, and then he had, like, just, like, a hat on, too, and, like, no one recognized Brad Pitt, and you're like, yeah, uh, you know, the mask mandate's really good for some people, uh, uh, wasn't, when, when I was in college, the college town I was in, uh, we did a gig, the guy, uh, the drummer from SNL, Sean Pelton, uh, he he wanted to come to UCM. He didn't go to UCM, but like he grew up in Warrensburg, I guess. And like he did a show, and so I was in the band that performed with him. And uh, you know he's really ni- really nice guy and really good drummer too. Like it just there's some uh, doubt going on a whole rant of why he's really good. He with drums, you know, it's just like you're hitting beats. But he he was so musical at it, like he could like hit a drum. And, like, you got the musical melody out of it. That's, I mean, I don't know how to really explain that any further and not go on a rant. Uh, what the hell was I talking? Oh, no, yeah, so, I was like, you just forgot what I was talking about. Uh, so, like, no, I, like, played that show, and then, uh, like, I, I went to, like, some grocery store uh, or whatever. This this is, like, a small college town, and so, like, you go there, it's like, hey, I really liked you at that show the other day, and I was like, I was, at this point, I was like, I was doing at least two, three concerts a week. Uh, one of them was at a church too. So I mean, like, 
count count that for what you want. And then I'm like, oh, where did you see me at? Oh, yeah, Gilder was like, I was in like one band. It was just like a jazz gig, and it was just like you're playing music while people eat dinner. And like, very, I was very underpaid also, too. Uh, and I was like, oh, where, where did you see me? <laughs> uh, the Sean Pelton show. And then he invited me to play at his church. I don't know where that story went. Oh, yeah, me being seen in public. Anyways, though, um, this story was kind of a letdown. Uh, I just wanted to let everyone know. Okay. Coming up from Tech Radar, Mars Probe running Windows 98 receives software update after two decades. What? Uh, patch management for the latest version of Windows might might the concern of most of us located here on Earth. But meanwhile, the European Space Agency ESA, Mars Express spacecraft, has received the first update to its Windows 98-based system in 19 years. Uh, the mission was first launched to discover signs of liquid water on Mars, including a suspected 20 by 30 kilometer lake of salty water buried under 1.5 kilometers of ice in the Red Planet southern polar region. Uh, the updates were conducted by engineers from the Institute Chuo Chichuto uh, Nazionale di Astrophysica. God, me reading words is killing me today. Ital- Italy <laughs> were fully funded by the Italian space agency ASI. Uh, what does this mean? The agency said the upgrade will be enabled to spacecrafts to view Mars and its moon Phobos. <laughs> Why do we name it that? With better levels of detail, the Mars Advanced Radar for Subsurface and I onospheric sounding Marsis that that Marsis sounds like Isis let's can we I don't know that sounds just like Isis <laughs> I'm not wrong that sounds like Isis instrument on Mars Express sends low frequency radio waves down towards the planet using its 40 meter long antenna most of these waves are reflected from the planet's surface but significant amounts travel through the crust and are reflected at boundaries between layers of different materials below the surface including ice soil rock and water by examining the reflected signal scientists can map the structure below the surface of mars to a depth of a few kilometers and study properties such as the thickness and composition of its polar ice caps and the properties of volcanic and sedimentary rock layers the space agency didn't go into a great deal of detail regarding the specs of the hardware receiving the update however tom's hardware speculated it could have a Pentalum 90 processor, meaning it could potentially run classic games such as Doom, as well explores the seek explore the secrets of Mars. Previously, to study the most important features on Mars and to study its moon Phobos. God damn it! At all, we relied on a complex technique that stored a lot of high resolution data and filled up the instrument's onboard memory very quickly. And Andrea Cacchetti, the Marsis uh, debut principal investigator and operating manager at INAF, I-N-A-F, uh, he added by discarding data that we don't need, the new software allows us to switch Marsis on the on for five times as long and explore a much larger area with each pass. All right, we'll, 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 what the fuck? <laughs> okay, first of all, um, what made this article funny was barely mentioned. Like you said, like it's it's Mars probe running Windows nine Windows ninety eight, uh, and it's not NASA, not 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 our, not the good one. We're we're NASA, America. Uh, America's the best, except for the previous week we've not been the best. <sighs> okay, but like, could could we explain why we're using Windows ninety eight? Look, here here's the thing 
with Windows 98. So I'm using a basically my main machine I've been running, and I, and I know I need to update. I need to upgrade. But it's still working. Uh, I mean, it's still getting the job done, just slower than I want it to. I'm using a, Mac, a MacBook mid-2012, and I'm basically at a decade with it. I think I had to change the parts. I put an SSD in, put uh, put in more RAM, you know. I, I, you know, I did... You know, I did that shit, so, I mean, like, calm your tits there. But, like, to me, this is getting slow for me, and it's not like the computer's dying. It's just slower than I would like it to work, because I'm, like, trying to stream. I'm streaming off a MacBook, which is a pain in the ass. Uh, you know, I'm editing video now. When it was just audio, it was, it was great. Sometimes, you know, you use MIDI, and it was... I uh, could overload things, but you know, I you, you, I kind of learned how to work with that shit. Uh, and I, I mean, and I this and like now that I'm doing more than just audio, I'm like it's becoming a pain in the ass. Uh, they're studying Mars with a computer. Um, I don't know, like twenty, like fifteen, twenty years older than my computer that I'm making this podcast. The pot, the, the the computer I'm making this podcast on. <laughs> is is more powerful than what like the Italians and the European European in the bathroom you're you're Italian in the kitchen or whatever I don't know uh like their their computers are worse than what I, whatever the fuck I'm using that just blows my fucking mind like and, and it's like in to be honest with you I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow a little uh, music industry secrets um if you if you know anything about music recording uh you know, Pro Tools used to be the industry standard, which I don't think that's necessarily the case anymore. You kind of use whatever you want, but, like, there's also kind of a thing where whatever you really use can be judged. Like, I use Logic, uh, mainly because I I started on Audacity, moved to GarageBand. I got really good at GarageBand, so uh, Logic was just a good answer for me. But uh, I learned Pro Tools in college, so I know I, I'm proficient in Pro Tools and uh in logic, uh, so yeah, there. A lot of people use Ableton. I respect the Ableton users. And it's like people use Fruity Loops, and they'll be like, "It's FL Studio." I'm like, "It's Fruity Loops." Like, calm your tits. Um, most studios are running 2010 uh, or o- a little bit older uh, Mac Pros, those old cheese grater ones, and uh, they're on like Pro Tools five. Like a lot of like the studios, you spend thousands of dollars an hour to be in. Uh, yeah, they're still using that shit. So, um, and this is still older than that. I don't know. Like, who the fuck is, who, who, I don't know. Anyways, let's move. I'm moving on. Uh, fuck you. I'm moving on. Here we go from Kerrang. You can listen to the new Weezer single, but only by becoming a human record player. And one of the most Weezer moves ever, the band have given fans the chance to hear their new single, Records, before it releases next week, but you're going to have to work for it. Following the release of March's season spring EP, Weezer have started to tease the next installment of their seasonal four EP series, but there's a twist. Quite literally, the band are giving fans the chance to hear the first single records from what is presumably off the summer EP before it's released next week. But they're using an app called the Human Record Player created by Brian Moore in order to listen. Basically, you have to physically get involved with this interactive experience by scanning and launching the app and then spinning yourself round clockwise, obviously, though you can try the other way if you want. The song will then play for as long as you spin. If you're able to manage the full runs 
time of three minutes and 28 seconds, then quite frankly, you deserve a medal. Drive for yourself and see a video demonstration. Um, we're not going to watch that because I think I'll get copyright claimed. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to listen to I you know I make, I make a lot of weird jokes, and I like the Blue Album, and I hate having to admit that on record that I like the Blue Album. And I sometimes play a game where I see how long I can stand listening to Pinkerton. Because uh, some people love Pinkerton. Uh, I think it's very sexist and cringy. Uh, cringy more than sexist. Because uh, I'm trying not to... Because I was like, if I try to dissect the meaning of the lyrics in these, in these songs, I'm going to have a really uh, bad life. So, I, it was so, like... You know, listen to it, and I I can't get past the the song uh, about like because she's a lesbian. Like I can't I can't get past that song. Uh, I can't get past that song. Um, and don't get me started on anything else. Like I, was it Van Weezer? Pump it up into me, please, Daddy, please, Daddy. That song just gets stuck in your head. Uh, but then the rest of the album is just complete ass. And you think, yeah, what record label thing on there? Like, all right, Weezer. Go back into the studio and make the worst piece of garbage music that you've ever made in your entire life. And they're going in uh, making the worst shit you've ever made in your entire life. Um, that's Weezer for you. So I, I, this idea that, like, hey, if you want to listen to our new song, you're going to have to work for it. I'm like, I would prefer not to listen to your new song. Uh, I'm scared how bad it is. And it's like, hey, work really hard. Like, actually have to physically exert your body to listen to this song. And I'm like, oh, I'll pass. I don't want to listen to this. Uh, but Weezer's like, do it anyways. Uh, they're fan base because I got added to it like a Weezer shit posting group. I don't know why I'm still there. I've been trying to get kicked out for a while. And I just get, I don't know, I'm just like, Weezer, I just comment like, Weezer sucks. And uh, everyone's like, we agree. <laughs> like, that's all it is. I can't, I can't escape that hell. Anyways, though. Um, maybe, maybe don't download that app and don't exert energy into your body to listen to Weezer. This is my suggestion. Final article of the day. Proposed bill mandating Canadian content on streaming platforms would also apply to porn. This is from XBiz. Uh, a new amendment to the Canadian Broadcasting Act demanding a set percentage of Canadian content on platforms available nationwide will almost certainly apply to adult content, according to regulatory experts. <coughs> the amendment, Bill C-11, fails to clarify exactly how Canadianness of a porn scene or piece of OnlyFans content should be determined. Proposed by the ruling Liberty Party, C-11 aimed to subject much of the internet to direct oversight by the Canadian Radio, Television, and Telecommunications Commission. Uh, the National Post reported today the bill has passed the House of Commons with the support of the NDP in Bloc Quebecois uh, Party. No, no, it's Canadian Canada. I don't know what they're fucking doing. Absent any major revisions by the Senate, the report noted the likes of Netflix, YouTube, and even Instagram will soon be forced to subject their content to Canada's famously onerous strictures on Canadian content, but less discussed is how Bill C-11 will also apply to the Internet's vast wilderness of streaming pornography. Uh, according to the bill, all programs that are broadcast via online undertaking mainly through YouTube, Netflix, or Disney Plus, but 
explicitly including all symbol content will have to be monitored to assess their Canadian provenance. Uh, Peter Menzies, a former CRTC vice chair who now opposes the bill, has asserted that online porn will almost certainly fall within the bill's purview, the National Post reported. The final decision regarding who's in and who's out is to be made in the future of CRTC hearing, but it's difficult to imagine commissioners giving Pornhub and its many hours of user-generated content an exemption, Menzies wrote in Calm, uh, make the algorithm Canadian again. The CRTC has previously regulated erotic channels broadcast in Canada, including XXX Action Clip and the gay oriented Mail Flix. Um, Flix has three X's, FYI, to ensure that at least 35% of their adult content was Canadian or the equivalent of 8.5 hours of Canadian porn per day. The bill's provision to ensure the discoverability of Canadian programming uh, would apparently compel streamers, including YouTube and Pornhub, to tweak their algorithms by federal mandate to disproportionately pair users with content that regulators have deemed to be sufficiently Canadian. Non-Canadian content, meanwhile, would need to be artificially hidden. In order to assess the Canadian province, provenance of the content streamers would have to consider the Baroque CRTC point system. Under the mandatory system, the National Post explained content creators must file detailed budgets with the CRTC to prove minimum quotes of the Canadian actors. This is going on forever. I, I'm ending here. Anyways, good news. Uh, Although this may be good news for content involving the likes of North of the Border talent like Peter North, Jesse Jones, Samantha Mack, Eden Ivey and director Ricky Greenwood, or perhaps content funded by Gamma. The report indicates that an avalanche of red tape could also be in store of Canada's cottage industry of cam girls, adult actors, and independent porn producers. Um, I, how do you, it, it, it's weird to regulate the internet, I, I'll say here. Um, just, just not my mind. It's weird that we, like, we try to regulate the internet because... Uh, I mean, obviously, I don't want to see, like, child porn or, like, people dying, but I have seen people dying on the internet, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> uh, and people just get brutally injured. But, I don't know, like, you know, there there's illegal shit, and then you, you search it, but, I don't know, it just seems weird. And why pornography? Like, I know, I know it's, like, child pornography, but, like, normal porn? Uh, and, plus, you know, like... I don't know, and then OnlyFans too, like, let gross women make content, I don't know, Canada, leave them out, one of my favorite OnlyFans people is on, from Canada, and, uh, and I don't want, I don't, I want her to have money, too, I want all her sims to give her money, that's just me, uh, don't be stingy, Canada, stop being stingy, that's what we have to say, Canada, stop being stingy, you all know that I'm built different, but I bet you are coming to me to learn how to be built different as well. The only way to be built different is to get yourself some supplements from today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while working out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder. By using the link in our description today, you can save 
15% on your purchase. So go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When an enemy shoots at you, you pull out your Captain America shield. When Doc Ock attacks you on a bridge, you control the nanobots from your iron spider suit to control his arms. So why are you allowing all these websites to store your credit card information? The solution to that is today's sponsor, Privacy. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information. Each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed at any time, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single-use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for any service with a free trial that requires a credit card to sign up. But wait, there's more. By using our link in the description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money that you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. So it's not fun to, like, talk about the the sad shit that goes on in the world. But, you know... We've, we've come to a point in existence uh, where I have to be a the, the voice of morality. I've, I have to be someone who has to talk about it. And I don't know. I, I feel like I just need to talk about this. And, and you know, the, the, all these cis white males always got to talk shit. But unless you know, I'm a little Jewish, too. And I might have Native American. Uh, be like 116, 130. I haven't done a one of those three... 23 me test about the old Sam part Native American be like start going to fucking tribal meetings um no connection with it at all anyways but no I, I want to talk about Roe v. Wade being overturned which um it, it's it's very I, you know I'm I'm a I'm an American and I'm proud I'm not proud to be an American right now uh considering Roe v. Wade uh being overturned uh I mean one details on, I mean, it's a lot more, you know, it's, it's a lot more than abortion. Like people calling your, calling your, you're like, Oh, finally babies will be safe. Like you didn't give a shit. You don't give a shit about other people. Like you, you know, you think you do, but it's like at the end of the day, you're, uh, confused about, you know, uh, you, you've been either bamboozled by Republicans, which we, uh, I will continue to be referring to them as the R word. So, uh, which we all know Republican is the new R word. Um, anyways, I'll, I'll just be calling them R words from now on, uh, because, uh, um, you know, it's, it, you know, you know, you think it's just that, but it's, it's, it's going to dig a lot deeper than just that. And, uh, oh, they're just dropping my fucking GameCube controller. Uh, but you know, like you think about it, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot more than just that. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, as a man, you like, you know, you think it's not going to affect you. Like it's going to affect us because uh, I don't know. First of all, like, uh, I don't know. So like HIPAA, if you don't know what HIPAA is, uh, HIPAA basically means that unless you're authorized to know the information, like your medical information, uh, is between, 
you, your, you and your doctor uh, and whoever else you kind of grant access to. Uh, that's kind of a summary. There's probably more involvement. And it came in the 90s uh, when, when AIDS was like the AIDS ep- ep- was It was an epidemic, right? Uh, I, was, I think it was an epidemic. Sorry if I'm wrong. Uh, but people would discriminate against people who had AIDS and stuff like that. And uh, the reason for this is that, you know, jobs and other people uh, can't be, you know, going on a ghost hunt or a witch hunt for you. Uh, about any specific medical illnesses you have, and jobs can't, you know, stuff like that. Like jobs can't deny you because they're like, oh, we don't want, we don't want to hire someone who has AIDS, you know, uh, stuff like that. So how do, how is that gonna, like, is that probably gonna go away soon? Where like, if you have a medical problem, like, you, it's just out in the open, out to the public. Like, I don't know how HIPAA is gonna work. I also don't know. Someone tell me because like, if a doctor forms an abortion on you. Like, you know, apparently now the government has access to your medical information, which is which is really fucked up. And the fact that it took to the 90s to get that right, it, you know, um, I mean, and then why are the R words like people who are R word like they want to live in a fascist country? Like, do you watch TV? I mean, I know the only TV you watch is Fox News. But watch watch some fiction that's not political and like learn what like what fascism is. Like, I don't know the reason why you don't understand this because you're fucking stupid. Uh, but, like, learn learn what fascism is. Like, China's fascist, like, technically fascist. They're communist, but, like, they're a lot of fascism. It's, it's funny. Uh, Antifa stands for anti-fascism, and they're anti, ant, and there's anti-Antifa. And I'm like, you're pro, that means you're pro-fascism. Like, learn what that is before you be like, oh, oof. Shut the fuck up. I don't know why you R words want to live in a fascist country uh, and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, this has not been very Pokemon Go summer. Uh, if anything, this is not Pokemon Go summer at all. Uh, what would be the opposite of Pokemon Go summer? The Roe v. Wade overturned summer. It's not cool. And, you know, it's just. I don't know. I, I, you know, I have a lot of questions too. I'm definitely pro choice. One. Uh, because if it happened to me, I'd be like, fuck you. Uh, two, I'm also a man and I don't, I don't believe I should make any decisions on a woman's body. I don't really even understand how breast milk works. Okay. Like, you know, and like before, like women want to shame me for that. I'm like, I've seen so many questions on like, do penises float in water? So you can shut the fuck up too. Um, but I'm also pro you doing whatever you want with your body. I think that's it. And you know, and let's, let's be honest, you know, I'm just, I'm just kind of ranting right now. I have like a couple things on this. I think I've went through all of them, uh, except for, I want to say that it's, it's ruining my TikTok algorithm. That's just a selfish thing. Uh, now it's like Roe v. Wade. I'm like, oh, come on. I go to this app to cringe and to laugh. And sometimes those mix together and you're this, this is bumming me out. And, and it should bum me out because it's a bad thing. And I'm embarrassed for the country I live in that I like living in the United States. I, I think, you know, we have a lot of bad things, but, you know, I'm also a worker of the entertainment industry. And this is the best country to live in if you want to work in the entertainment industry. So, like, I don't have, I don't, like, have another option. I'm like, oh, maybe we'll move to Canada. I'm like, well, even the Canadians are like, Justin Bieber lives in the U.S., Sean Mendez, I think he might actually live in Canada. I don't know. 
he was living in Canada, and probably now that he's if he's probably over twenty one now, he's probably in the United. States. I think he's probably in the United States now. You know, like it, for me, and it, it's just disappointing. You know, I'm just I'm just disappointing, and uh, people want to blame Biden for this, but like you have to realize that a lot of policies take a lot of times to really go forward, and uh, it's from it's from from the fat orange bitch. That's that's who we're calling. You know who the fat orange bitch is. Um, anyways, I don't know. I just have a lot of questions with like, and and it's scary to think about like the bad thing that's probably going to happen, like from this decision. So, uh, you know, I'm up in Missouri right now helping my mom out. Uh, if I move back, you know, whenever I get back to Tennessee, Nashville, if I decide I still want to live there, uh, I'm like, both states are fucked. I mean, the, the same way it fucked up. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Stop being an R-word. That's the question. R-word being Republican, just to clarify. Uh, don't be an R-word, okay? That's this. And if you don't understand fascism, like, don't, like, Google it. Because apparently that's how people were like, you know, vaccines cause autism and make your penis shrink. Don't fucking read that shit. I don't know. Just, like... Abort like if you if it's just abortion that you think is good like you don't realize this this is a whole can of worms and uh, if you're a woman supporting this, um, you what what's what's a good punishment for women who support this overturning? Um, uh, breast cancer. I'll say it like if you support if you're a woman and you support Roe v. Wade being overturned, you don't get boobs anymore. I think that's the thing. You know. One of the great things about women is they have boobs. And uh, now that uh, Roe v. Wade is being overturned, and if you support that, if you're a woman who supports Roe v. Wade being overturned, uh, you don't get to have boobs anymore. That's that's my that's my decision. I'll make that decision for you. Uh, okay, so time for... Uh, now I'm going to try to... I'm going to ease us into everything. So let's go into Christian Cringe from Relevant Magazine. Um... I was, like, initially looking for, like, an abortion thing, because they, like, Relevant tries to be, like, super, like, it's weird, because they want to be hip and cool, but to be hip and cool, you have to be woke, and you can't really be woke and Christian, uh, because you're going against your Republican friends, so, uh, uh, I was trying to look for something like that, but I found something even better, um, and uh, this is called Nine Bad Christian Excuses to Break Up with Someone. Um, okay, so, you know, breakups are hard. Uh, <laughs> I just said hard. Um, uh, for anyone, and you don't want to be Christian uh, to realize you, you sometimes it's just not going to work out. You know, someone, too, and I remember, like, growing up, and they're like, if you don't plan on marrying a woman, why are you wasting their time by dating them? And now I'm like, well, if you don't plan on marrying someone, but you get married, then you realize you don't like them. Uh, you know, a lot of problems. But this was written by, I usually with articles, I don't say the author, but I feel with relevant articles, I do have to uh, mention the author of said articles. Uh, this is written by Leslie Cruz. Um, in her little bio they put at the end of it, Leslie Cruz is an editorial coordinator at Relevant, um, which Leslie Cruz um, sounds like a woman. It's name. Uh, hopefully, it's not a man. Uh, and if you're if you're a parent, don't name your son Leslie. Okay, just 
that's a shit ass thing to do. Uh, but I just want to remind, uh, anytime I hear a woman, uh, giving me Bible advice, I just want to remind them of 1 Timothy 2.12. I do not permit a woman to teach or to assume authority over a man. She must be quiet. So, uh, uh, it, whenever a woman gives you, starts, uh, if you're a man, just, or a penis, a penis having man, um, or a vagina having man, you can be either one you want. Um, anyways though, if a woman decides they want to tell you, uh, anything about how you should be living your life, uh, first Timothy 2.12 is a grid, it's a good one. Uh, one I don't agree with personally, but great to quote back to, uh, Christian women who want to be a bitch. Uh, anyways, let's get let's get into it. When you're ending a relationship, there's pretty much only one reason why you don't feel the same anymore, and you don't want to be with them. Maybe the relationship began too quickly. A mission trip mishap. Okay, of sorts. Maybe it's a high school relationship that protruded into college. Whatever it is, you've grown apart, and for the sake of both of you, it needs to end. Bringing up is difficult on both ends. Someone is going to be hurt regardless, but being on the receiving end of a breakup is even worse if instead of hearing the truth about why your relationship is ending, you're subjected to excuses. Nothing is worse than not getting closure. Whether you saw it coming a mile away or were completely blindsided, it's hard to move on when you feel like you don't know the real reason things didn't work out. We've all heard them, and if we're honest, we've probably used them. Bad, not at all creative, not even believable breakup excuses here are some cliche uh excuses to soften the blow during a breakup i think god is telling me we should see other people this is the ultimate christian excuse to break up with someone without hurting their feelings and i get it it's a real solid excuse but come on you're blaming god don't pull him into this it's not his fault you have commitment issues which brings us to, and then before I get to the next one, um, I, I did, there was my high school sweetheart, I'll, I'll call her that, uh, we did break up, because I said, God wants me to break up with you, and that was, that was my excuse, uh, now as an adult, and, uh, you know, there's a lot, and kind of unraveling all the bullshit, I've, you know, I've come to realize that, uh, I started, like, because th this was like a girl, like, I'll tell you this, like, this is a girl, I was like, I think I'm gonna marry her, like I was at this point in my life uh and I was like and then she was and you know I was, I was like I want to have a music career I want to be I want to be doing this music thing and she's like well I want to live in this small town forever but with you and I was like you and then you know, she kind of basically assumed that whatever I was doing was a hobby not really like a career she just thought it was cool I did this and I was like I kind of think that was it and I just don't think we saw each other in specific ways. Uh, she was also really dumb, and I think that's the reason why I really like smarter women now, <laughs> uh, is from dating her and, like, having to explain, like, you know, there's air in a basketball. Like, yeah, that's how they, that's how they exist. Like, there's air in a basketball? I'm like, yeah, there's, there's fucking air in a basketball. She's a photographer, if you wanted to know. Uh, which brings us to, I have commitment issues. This is an excellent way to say I'm not dumping you because I'm actually scared of commitment. I'm dumping you because I don't like you enough to commit to you. That's the hard truth. If someone says this to you, you should thank them for breaking up with you because you can do better. Actually, I actually agree with this. I think some of these I actually agree with. When they don't put, like, God in, I'm probably going to agree with it. Um, I have commitment issues. 
Um, yeah, like, no, I, I agree with this statement because saying I have commitment issues is missing the silent words, which is a lot of, I, I like to talk about in relationships. I have commitment issues, dot, 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 with you. And I think the with you is the important part you kind of have to deal with. And I don't know, that's just something you have to realize when you get older uh, after dating someone who's toxic. Like, do you have a commitment? Like, you know, when you meet someone you love, like when you have that, when you have that ride or die music app, I mean, on wherever you get your music. Um, when you have that issue, you know, like when there's someone you actually do want to commit to, you will commit to them. That's 100%. But if someone like you're like, I don't know if I really like you that much. I'm just kind of lonely. I'm like, I, um, this is actually good advice. I like it when this person uh, doesn't put God into it. It's actually pretty good advice. Um, I think I should po- focus on my relationship with God. Prove it. Update your profile picture with a fire selfie on Facebook with your hot new dipset, your Bible. Dipset? Okay, I'm not going to look that up. Also, you're going to have to learn how to say stay close to God while you're in a relationship someday. If you want getting married, seriously, if someone says this to you, they just don't like you anymore. Fucking yeah. Okay, that's kind of right. I would think I should focus. I remember my friends, I had friends who, you know, when I was in the very big Christian scenes, and these are people I'm still friends with. Like, and not all of us are in the Christian thing anymore. Uh, and they go through a breakup and they'll be like, you know, I think I'm just going to focus on my relationship with God. Um, that's like you just like trying to distract yourself from like figuring shit out. I'm like, honestly though, let, let benefit of the doubt. Like you, you, you do believe this shit. Um, like focusing, you know, focusing on your, I mean, you gotta do, if you're going to have to do that, whether you're in a relationship or not, let's be real. You're, you're going to have to, you're going to have to focus on that. Yeah, they're right. Yeah, like if you're, I mean, if you want to be a Christian, like you're going to have to focus on that, whether you're in a relationship or not. So yeah, I'll agree with them. I, finally, a God one, like I'll agree with them too. Um, stuff like that. I need to focus on my career right now. This is a lot worse than focusing on your relationship with God because at least that one makes you look good. This is just another way of saying, I don't like you enough to prioritize you in my life. I mean, yeah, to an extent, but like, so I don't know, like with my, with my career and like, you know, music, podcasting and stuff like that, uh, I mean, like my career's probably, I don't like prioritizing one person over another, but you know, with my career, uh, both are going to be like kind of a priority, but both can't compete with the other. So, I don't know. It's like if someone's like, I don't want you to stop playing music so we can have babies and you work a dead job. I'm like, no, like the, you know, everyone has baggage. Like that's the rule I go with. Like everyone has baggage. And the, the idea is you hope, uh, you figure out how to prop it open and use the wheels on it. That's the kind of the idea of baggage. And I'm not saying it's necessarily baggage, but like your career, uh, you shouldn't be in a relationship with someone who's going to ruin your career or wants you to prioritize them over your career. Uh, like both of them are going to be a priority. You can have more than one priority in life. That's fine. You can have more than one priority, but like if a woman gets between you and your career, go with your career. That's fine. This is for the guys out there. Uh, if a woman's getting in between that, go, go with that. Like, uh, she's, she's no pussy is that it's worth it for like, just if you get your career right as a guy, you get your career right the perfect woman's gonna come along. That's that's all that matters. Like, for real. Like, just 
women like rich guys, men like good looking women. Like, let's, let's just be real. You deserve someone better. Also related, you're too good for me. And whoever ends up with you is so lucky. I may deserve someone better, but I also deserve a better excuse as to why you're dumping me. Like, this is just a blatant lie. Like, you're just lying. You, you just deserve someone better than me. <laughs> Fuck no. I mean, I'm the best there is. So I'm like, I'm not going to fucking... I would never fucking say this to someone. Who the fuck says this shit? You, you just deserve someone better than me. Shut the fuck up. No one, no one thinks that way. No, who, if someone says that to someone else, like, they, holy shit. Who, who would say that shit to someone? That's just, that's total fucking bullshit. Holy Jesus Christ. Literally, Relevant Magazine. Um... I mean, like, I don't know. I, I kind of liken this author, but we also remember women shouldn't talk in church. <laughs> so I also remember that. Um, maybe in the future, someone says to you, I think we should take a break and see where things the future takes us. So basically, I want to be single, but I'm scared that I won't find anyone better so I can keep you. And yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the thing. You want to sell your wild oats, but you also still kind of want to have that solid relationship with someone. Yeah, you can't have both. You, you know, uh, Green Day once said, you can't go forcing something if it's just not right. Uh, in their song, When I Come Around, uh, that's the truth. Like, you can't, like, it, it, it's the grass is always greener on the other side, unless the other, both sides are true. Um, that means your life sucks. Um, I wrote that in a song once. Uh, yeah, no, no, it's uh, very much this situation here. Uh, if you're, like, maybe in the future, you want to take a break and then come back together, no, man, you, you either got to ride or die, two EPs by me on now, go on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you stream music, go check that out, um, to go check that out, or, you know, you can't, you, you got to be ride or die, or break up, like, you can't just, you can't be this little pussy-ass bitch, um, uh, I'm really just talking to a bunch of guys right now who are doing this, like, probably a little bit of talking to myself, too, let's be honest, uh, shit like that, don't, don't be like, maybe in the future, but I think we just need to take a break, uh, and that's the and that's the situation when Ross and Rachel, you know, Ross slept with a girl when they were on a break. Uh, I think Ross was right. If Rachel's going to be that way, Ross has every right to be like, we need to take a break. And then Ross is like, okay, I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get my nuts. I'm gonna clean out my nuts. Uh, empty nuts. That's all that's gonna happen. And now we're like R Ross is the bad guy. Fuck fuck Rachel. Fuck them. That relationship needs to die. Not ready for a relationship right now. Taking straight from the How to Waste Someone's Time handbook comes as grand excuse. This is basically someone saying, this is getting way too serious for me. It's freaking me out, or I'm way too young to be this tied down. Yeah, I've been in this situation plenty of times where it's like, I'm just not ready for a relationship right now. And it's always, like I always say, it's always the silent words, dot, 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 with you. I'm not ready for a relationship right now, dot, 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 with you. And then they date someone a year later, they date someone very soon, and now they're married. Okay, that's too personal on my end. I need to shut the fuck up for that. Uh, I love you. I'm just not in love with you. Okay. Um, oh, my favorite. You're cool and all, but you're, I'm just not excited about you. I'm like, fuck, fuck. Anyone who says that to you, just tell them to fuck off. Um, uh, just, yeah, just tell them to fuck off. Like, I love you, but I'm not, like, in love with you. I'm like, hey, why not waste my goddamn fucking time and move on? And finally, the, and the classic cop-out, it's not you, it's me. Just don't. If you become victim to one of these excuses, try to respond with charm and grace, uh, or as I like to say, uh, with a much better to face these kinds of things, with a little sense of poison and rationality, 
take it too seriously. Be aware of their true intentions, then move on and focus yourself instead. Um, in the classic cop-out, it's not you, it's me. If someone tells you that, it's 100% you. Like, that's the reason why. Uh, if someone doesn't want to be with you, uh, I mean, it, it is 100% you, uh, who they, I mean, okay, it is them, it is their fault, but there's something about you, uh, that makes them don't want to be with you, and fuck them. You're perfect the way you are, kings, uh, and queens, and what, what's the gender neutral, uh, the daddies? I don't know. Anyways, though, um, I will actually say, this relevant article is actually pretty good. <laughs> um, I am very much surprised that I came across, like, this is, a, a lot of this is very solid. Leslie Cruz, though you are probably a woman, uh, and remember 1 Timothy 2, 12, I do not permit a woman to teach or assume authority over man. She must be quiet. Uh, that's in the Bible. Uh, whether you want to believe that or not, you gave some very good advice. And uh, from someone who doesn't follow this evangelical shit anymore, I do respect you. Uh, and you've been broken many times, just like me. Uh, that's all I have to say. All right, I saw the new Elvis movie, and I want to talk about it. Um, I mean, I don't really have anything that I'm necessarily... I'm not going to, like, review the movie or, like, go over my thoughts on the movie or anything. I thought I'd try something a little different today. Uh, what I want to try is, um, basically, uh, like, I want to talk about the differences in this movie Elvis. Like, you know, I, I, you know, a lot of these music biopics are coming out, and I'm a, I'm a music guy, and so I, I love watching this shit, even things that they kind of make up. Because I understand, though, uh, you know, they want to try to stay true to the original, like, the life story, but it's also a movie, and you got to be, like, entertaining in a movie. So uh, I wanted to go over all the differences that I was able to find and research and see in the movie. Um, I'm probably not going to get to all of them, not going to get everything. And to be honest, like, you have to realize, like, a biopic movie will stay pretty close to the original story, but it's also a movie. It has to be entertaining. And sometimes life isn't entertaining. Like, especially in the music industry, sometimes it's all meetings and uh, very long nights in a recording studio and stuff like that. So uh, let's get into it. So, all right. So the film opened up at this Louisiana hayride kind of thing, which is like this shitty version of the Grand Old Opry, uh, like old school. Though. And this was like 50s, 60s type of thing. Um, and like, this is kind of how Colonel Parker was introduced to young Elvis. Uh, and so apparently Colonel Parker was not there at this show. Uh, but apparently like the stuff about Elvis being nervous, having a pep talk and shit, uh, uh, for the most part, apparently that's kind of true. Like at least what you assume would be true kind of stuff like that. Like I said, it's, it's a movie. They have to make a good movie, uh, and to make a good biopic, you have to kind of flub some things. Um, so, and then also, Elvis and Colonel Parker, uh, there's a scene where they make an agreement where Colonel Parker is going to be his exclusive management D team and stuff like that, oh, and they did it on a Ferris wheel. Like, that never happened, and no one, uh, Elvis never made an exclusive deal to Colonel Parker, uh, but I guess he did work with Colonel Parker for the most part on most things. So, that's, yeah, that's another thing, too. Um, and then, this, then the movie kind of progresses a lot. Um, a lot of it's pretty true, but a lot, you know, like him, uh, like joining the military and stuff like that. And then meeting a uh, 14 year old Priscilla. Um, uh, they did say teenage girl Priscilla. They did say it in the movie, but then they're like, we're going to pretend let's just, let's make a good, let's not think about that. Uh, 
and stuff like that. So a lot of that was pretty true. You know, they kept it. Um, so then they met Steve Bonner, Bones Howe, uh, like, and the movie goes, like, and they meet at the Hollywood sign where I was like, I hate singing Christmas music. I hate making shitty-ass movies. Uh, and then they're like, yeah, we agree with you. Um, we want to make your career good uh, for this new comeback special. Uh, they had that meeting in, like, an office. They didn't have that meeting at the fucking Hollywood sign. That would just be fucking crazy. Um, okay, and then the comeback special. So there's a lot of things going on with the comeback special because – uh, in the comeback special, they they just like made up a bunch of shit. Um, and I think initially, if we were gonna talk about the movie, what the most made up shit happened was was for this comeback special. They just it, it was crazy. Um, so like they make it in the movie that the Colonel wants Elvis to do a bunch of Christmas songs, like Here Comes Santa Claus and stuff like that. And Elvis is like, I really don't want to have to do this shit. And it's like a whole feud and stuff like that. And like, we're going to lose sponsors. It's going to be a really bad thing. But uh, the Colonel, like, and then, but in reality, uh, you know, all these meetings happened before. The Colonel actually signed off on them not doing Christmas songs for Elvis's comeback TV special, like two months before they even started taping. So like that whole thing was a lie. Um, Robert Kennedy being shot, during like the taping of the special, uh, that did not happen. Uh, also, uh, it happened a few days into like pre-production. That was way before they even start filming. If you know anything, what pre-production is, it's basically getting everything prepped for the production of making said thing like that. Uh, that happened during then. So not everyone like had to stop what they're doing to see Robert Kennedy getting shot. That was completely made up for the movie. Um, and stuff like that. So those were a lot of the things. It was, it was just like mainly like, oh, you have to sing Christmas songs, Elvis, and this comeback song, and he sends up not doing any, creating this, like, uh, protest song and stuff like that. Like, that whole scene, just, like, if you, if you, whenever you go see the movie, whenever you see it, that whole scene, 100% made up. Like, that, like, nothing happened the way, like, they made it in that. Um, so, and then when Elvis started doing shows at the International Hotel, uh, they were like, everything's gonna be paid for the hotel, so you don't have to worry about anything. You can get as creative as you want. Um, that's not a hundred percent true. Um, from what I researched on that, uh, Elvis had to pay $80,000 for like four weeks of shows with those. He had to pay the musicians like from him, which is not like a big deal. If you, if you know anything about the music industry, it's like Elvis lost $80,000 to pay all his musicians. I'm like, first of all, like how long ago it was like $80,000 is a lot of money. Uh, his band members got paid very well. Uh, and how much Elvis probably made from those shows it wasn't really that big of a deal, like, for how it, how it worked. Like, it wasn't that big of a deal. Like, I talk about it, but, like, Elvis was getting a lot of things. Like, he was getting a lot of money, so don't worry about that. Um, they The five-year extension plan, you know, they had this whole scene. They were writing on tablecloths, all these deals and everything. Uh, I believe it did kind of happen this way. Um, however, a couple days later, they did uh, create actual legal documents and stuff like that, that they all actually signed. So it was just kind of discussed on tablecloth, like, you know, that's another thing. Um, so also Elvis was another thing. Elvis was in and out of like the hospitals. Um, many, like the last few years of his life, cause he was fucking doing every drug imaginable and, didn't poop last for he he died with like four months worth of poop in his body like how dude, buddy I mean, i'm just saying elvis would still be alive today if he had a 
bidet. I'm saying, because what I do with my bidet is sometimes when I have a poop, that's kind of having a hard time coming out. I spray the spray right up into my asshole, and then uh, it breaks everything up and then makes everything easier to come out. Elvis would still be alive if he had a bidet. I'm just living with that fact. Um, and the last thing, oh yeah, no, he, like, he was in the hospital during Sharon Tate's murder, which is like the Manton family murders, and yada, yada, yada. Uh, he was not in the hospital for that. Just, there was no record of that. He'd be in the hospital, he probably was. Like, he may have been around the time, but, uh, he wasn't, like, reading all this shit, like, in the hospital. Finally, he, uh, never fired Colonel, uh, the Colonel on stage, like, in Vegas during, like, a rant, and then, like, he had a breakdown, and, uh, you know, uh, but he did have a rant apparently one time where there's a guy in the kitchen staff that Elvis really liked and, uh, the hotel fired that guy. And Elvis did have a rant about the hotel about that. Like he, he was not very happy about that. Um, so yeah, those are all the things I did find. I probably missed a bunch. So if you have anything else, please leave us a comment to let us know what I missed. Cause I actually am very interested, like what the movie got wrong versus right. I did. I didn't try to go into anything about the, you know, how, Elvis, you know, quote unquote, stole black music or used black music. That's that's a whole history lesson in itself. I didn't want to get into that today. I am aware of it. And, you know, um, it, it's, you know, music history. Like, you know, you can have feelings about it, but history is what history is and stuff like that. You just kind of have to report it, learn from it, and be a better person. I mean, that's the whole point of history. So I uh, hope you like that. Yeah, that's all the differences I found in the movie. Go watch the movie. I really liked it. Um, it is very long, but I really liked it. So y'all go check it out, I guess. Yeah. Anything can be delivered to you these days. Beds, bananas, bricks, and even boxes of beans. But what about alcohol? Yes, even alcohol can be delivered to you thanks to today's sponsor, Drizzly. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's saying something when it is being praised as the Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do other things. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allow drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee, so using our link in the description, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. It's time for Ask Shweezy. What is Ask Shweezy, you may be asking? Did you, did you get that? What, what's Ask Shweezy, you may be asking? Uh, Ask Shweezy is the part of the program where... Call this a fucking program. Uh, it's part of the show uh, where I I answer questions. Uh, some directly to me, some uh, out of curiosity, because I am the smartest person. <coughs> Any of you probably know. So, anyways, let's get into it. What's the sexiest food you can think of? Jesus. Uh, um, we're already going there. So who's fucking thinking about which which fruit is the sexiest um i mean veggie tails they're all they're all veggies they're vegetables so even then none of them are hot in here and you know people's you know technically a tomato could be a fruit you know i don't know it just doesn't 
tomatoes have never felt like a fruit to me. It's always felt like it belongs with the vegetables, you know? The kind of, you know, fruits are, you know, a lot more generally regarding fruits. They're a lot more sweet, and tomatoes aren't really sweet, you know? I think, you know, I think vegetables, you know, on that side. I don't know. It, it just feels like a vegetable. It, it, I, I don't know. You know? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, sexiest food, so... Obviously, anything that's considered fast food, uh, I feel like we should get them. Tacos, though. Tacos kind of... Tacos kind of resemble a vagina. And now, some of you are probably thinking, what kind of vaginas are you looking at? And I'm like, well, it's kind of like a vagina. I'm just saying, like, a hard shell taco, kind of like a vagina. Burritos are out. I want to take burritos out. You can fuck a burrito... I feel like of objects you could find, I mean, like, burritos rolled the right way, it kind of resembles a flashlight, but, I don't know, I, I just feel like burritos are out. Um, I, I am reminded of the, the terrific meme, the grapefruit meme, where, uh, the chick, uh, what is she doing? She's, like, teaching you this technique called the grapefruit, and it's like, she's like, first of all, you gotta start off with a blowjob. Make sure he's, make, make sure he's blindfolded or whatever. Start off with a blowjob and get him hard, because I'm like, yeah, it won't work. It's hard. Duh. Which, which, that's advice to all women. Just, I'm not saying blowjob to completion. I'm just saying foreplay as the foreplay king. Foreplay for a guy is a blowjob. And, uh, I hope, I hope we all remember that. I hope that's remembered for the future. Uh, anyways, though, she's like, okay, so she starts with the blowjob, then he's still blindfolded, and I guess she cut a hole in the grapefruit, and now she's, like, jerking him off with a hand, with that, so it's, like, it's supposed to simulate a blowjob and actual intercourse all at the same time in the in regards of a hand job. Um, will I link to the video? No. Uh, will I play the video now? No. I would like this, uh, I would not like to get any strikes on this channel. Um... Like, when I talked about Family by the Ton, like, the highlight uh, got flagged, and then I, you know, had it be reviewed, and then it was fine, but then the full episode got got blocked. So there is, like, one episode of CS on YouTube that is not, I can't remember what number it is. It's because of Family by the Ton. It's because of that fucking TLC show of the fat people who order fucking... 10 pizzas and then show up to the family gathering, bring, only bringing in seven, or some shit like that. Anyways, um... Pizza's out too. As much as I think pizza's one of my favorite things to eat, it's out too. God, I wish. I mean, there's way there there is low carb pizza, but like nothing beats like a good fucking New York style. I know way too much about pizza, and I'm going on way too many fucking rants about the sexiest food you can think of. Uh, grapefruit. I mean, just because of the meme, just because of the meme, we're going with grapefruit. Uh, Women, you know, women have cucumbers and bananas, but, like, are we talking, but, like, sexiest fruit, like, sexiest foods you can think of, though. Like, that's, that's the problem. Uh, so, yeah, um, sexiest fruit you can think of. So, yeah, I, I mean, grapefruit, I mean, that's the only thing guys get. I mean, like, that's the closest, who fucking asks, who, who thinks of this question to ask someone? I mean, for, I mean, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Um, I mean, taco, okay, we're, we're going to go with tacos. Uh, hard shell tacos, because they kind of look like vaginas. Grapefruit, bananas, and cucumbers. Those are the ones we're going with. Um, 
I don't want to talk about this anymore, so I'm going to move on. How do I let a gay guy who's hating on me know that I'm not gay or interested without just saying I'm not gay or hurting his feelings? Uh, I met a guy at Pride and had a good time hanging out with him. I don't really love to hang out sometime, but he says he doesn't really go out much, and it seems like he's investing a lot of time into what he's likely thinks is a budding partnership. I tried to drop hints that I wasn't gay, but I don't think he's got it. He was being pretty flirty and is texting me a bunch. I don't want to hurt his feelings. It hurt his feelings and his feelings by saying, bro, I'm not gay. Can I do something less direct to where he'll get it? Okay, so yeah, you're you're in the situation here. And this is, you know, my women friends, not the ones I'm trying to fuck, just like friends who are women. You can't have those like that. That does exist, fellas. Fellas, if you if you think that all women are meant to be conquered and to for sex, uh, you may be an incel. Uh, but yeah, I have friends who are women and they always like going to gay bars cause they feel a little bit more safe there, which f- fucking there. I mean, there's a lot of bears out there. Um, get the joke. It's the problem with podcasting. It's like, I'm making all these stellar jokes, but there's no audience to back me up and like laughing and shit like that. Um, that's why I need a producer who just laughs at everything. Um, so yeah, those are the day go. It's like, you know, when you're a straight guy going to a gay bar, uh, the idea is that I don't want... He's part of one, one side of you. There's two wolves in all of us. I, I don't get to say that as much as I do. There's two wolves in all of us. There's one wolf who says, I don't want any fucking men hitting on me. And then there's the other wolf in you that if you don't get hit on by any men, you wonder what's fucking wrong with you. Am I too ugly or shit like that? So that's the... And that's the age-old problem with uh with uh, with fucking going to a gay bar as a straight man um anyways though into your problem um see i think i mean obviously i mean the big problem is uh you met at pride at a pride fest um so that was not in it's like when i go to pride i didn't get to go to one this year which i'm kind of upset but like, this is, now that they're kind of, I guess they're back now, but, like, I haven't got to go to one since, like, 2019, uh, and it's always fun to get super drunk, at, always fun to get super drunk at a, as a straight guy at Pride, woo! Uh, yeah, that could be a problem, and it's like, yeah, when I've been at the Pride, I'm like, man, that chick kind of, maybe I should go try and talk to her, then you're like, there's like a 70, it's just like, usually... I would always say that if you always want to talk to a woman, there's like a 50% chance she's she's gay. But like at Pride, it goes up to 75%. So, yeah. Well, I don't know. You've found a, a friend. Uh, I guess they're thinking about it. Uh, what would I do? Um, there's probably nice things to do. Uh, basically, see, you're, you're in you're a crossroads. Um... I don't know. Talk about. I guess. I guess you gotta treat them like one of the boys. And and when I say boys, I'm not being sexist. I'm just saying, like, wh- when I say me and the boys are playing Fortnite or me and the boys are playing some games, uh, the boys can be women. Uh, it's okay. Uh, I specifically put when I say the boys and a woman is there. I always say women. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to sleep with uh, because. Uh, you can't try to sleep with the boys. That's just a rule. doesn't matter if you're straight, gay, or you're just in between. Uh, you can't 
when when they're part of the boys, you don't fuck with them. You don't fuck them. That's the rules. Um, where the fuck is that going? Um, but yeah, when you hang out with the boys and like you're like talking about shit, it's like uh, maybe suddenly bring up, try to bring in a conversation. Oh, she's so hot, man! I love that chick, uh, or something like that. Um, if you're me, you're gonna fuck everything. You're you're gonna confuse this person. Uh, I don't know. Talk about women you want to sleep with uh, around him. Uh, maybe he'll get the hint. Uh, there was like one chick I was trying to get with for a while, and then she mentioned, "It's like yeah, I was really trying to. T- I was talking to this girl, and we were hooking up. I was like, oh, I'm like well, I guess everything's downhill for me. Uh, 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 um, anyways, though, what will I tell you? Um, Bring up chicks you think are hot. And, uh, yeah, uh, there's no, I mean, being like, I'm not gay. It's like, or like try to casually bring up a conversation. You know, I was thinking about this girl, you know, uh, you know, you know, I'm not like a, a straight cis male, stuff like that. Try to bring up naturally without like in a situation where you're telling them, but like bring it up naturally. Uh, just figure out a natural solution, uh, to bring up that you're a straight male. Uh, I think maybe that's, maybe that's the solution. Uh, I mean, it's always honesty, uh, but like the honesty here can't be direct. It has to be, has to be natural. Um, like your mom's tits, that sag really bad. Are streamers and influencers actually making a living? I refuse to believe that this many people are able to be making a living wage from posting pictures of themselves on Instagram or playing video games on Twitch. It doesn't make sense. I have met a few influencer types with huge followings, though my work professionally and always surprised by the reality most work other regular jobs they don't mention publicly or seem to have family support in order for them to keep up their appearances. My theory is that doing things like that give the person a sense of purpose and they call it work because it takes a lot of their time and they have created an identity around it but most people don't question the reality of these jobs i feel like the next generation of kids is going to assume you can make a living creating tiktoks because the last generation lied about it am i getting old and can't wrap my head around it or is social media largely lying um okay so there's a lot of talking points here uh to do that uh you know i i stream I do a podcast and I do music, so uh, just kind of getting the idea. Um, influencers, let's start with that. Uh, when I think about an influencer, uh, influencer mainly is like you're on Instagram, maybe Facebook or Twitter, something like that, and uh, you know you tell people things you like, you don't like, and what you're doing with your life, yada yada yada. Um, the way they make money from what I know is that they get sponsored, so a lot of times you see ad and then. They post about like an ad stuff like that's really the one of the few ways those people kind of make money in regards to that is through advertisements because of, you know, just the general nature of how ads do it. Um, most of the time, yeah, they either have rich parents or uh, they do work another job uh, in with that as well. So, um, yeah, don't that, that's one thing with influencers, all culture. And I say and I don't really get, 
I really don't like influencers and shit like that. People call them, I'm, an, I'm a social, I'm an Instagram influencer. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Um, mainly, yeah, they either work another job or uh, daddy's, daddy's money is paying for everything. Uh, in regards to like streaming, uh, streaming and stuff like that, uh, I can talk a little bit about that. Most of the time, I will say, uh, you know, every streamer is different. I mean, and, and the problem is at what point you like, you have to ask someone how, all their finances and everything like that. And it's, it's just weird because like, it's not always like easy to be like, Hey, tell me, how do you make a living and show me all your finances all at once? And, uh, you know, but like, it's like one thing to ask us someone who streams that or does music. And there's another thing but, like, Hey, you know how you're an accountant? Uh, show me how you make a living. You know, it's, it's similar to that. So a lot of people are very direct about it and others, you know, do keep some things to themselves. And, uh, yeah, um, when regards to people who stream on like Twitch playing video games or like talking and shit like that, you do have to realize a lot of times, some people, they do it full time. Like everyone's different in how they do it. A lot of people, they do, they do streaming full time. I think, uh, for the most part, I think Pokimane, I know she streams full time, but I think she does YouTube videos too as well. Uh, I don't really, I like Pokimane, but I don't really watch her. I'm not one of her simps. I'm sorry. I can only simp for Brie Larson. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Pokimane, if I've offended you, um, I, like as if you listen to this channel. Uh, but yeah, she. Does, I think she does full time. A lot of people do it. Uh, you know, a lot of the streamers they typically do something else as well. I know Brendan Urie, he he streamed for a while, but you know Brendan Urie, Panic at the Disco, I'm like that's his other job. A lot of times, and what they tell you if you do want to go into music, that it's not necessarily you have one stream of income. You have multiple different. Uh, streams of income coming in towards you. So it's not, you're not just like playing shows. That's not your only source of income. You do have something else. Like say when you're not touring, you teach guitar lessons or you, you may have another thing, you may do stocks or Bitcoin or whatever the fuck that is. Uh, so stuff like that. So I think streaming is a lot like that. So you do have people who typically do other things. You know, I stream, uh, but I would definitely not consider streaming any good form of income I get, uh, for the most part, it's this music and other just various music things I do. Um, with um, with that, yeah. So it's typically streaming isn't something that everyone does full time. Like you know, that's why you see some people, to, you know, they only stream like once or twice a week and stuff like that. I couldn't do more than two times a week unless there's uh, like Thanksgiving last year. I streamed like. Uh, like for a week straight because I bought the new Pokemon game and I was like, I want to broad a shining pearl. I was like, I'm going to keep playing this, you know, uh, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, so typically that's not their main source of income, but it is somewhat of a source of income. Uh, you know, if you watch any YouTube videos, you do have, uh, advertisers where like they have a sponsor in like just a specific concert. Like I have Evan X fitness, Novilla mattresses, you know, uh, Use, use our link in the description. Uh, you know, stuff like that. They would use it during stream. I don't usually use that, do a sponsor during stream. Uh, Twitch, I know. YouTube does it too. I think Facebook might as well. They do, ha they do have ads. Like, if you try to click on a streamer, they'll play an ad before it. And so they do get paid a little bit from that. Um, with Twitch, I know, if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can, you can sub. Following anyone's free. And then, you know, obviously, like I've already mentioned before, uh, subscribing to someone is typically around $5. Obviously, with your Amazon Prime, you get one free a month. So uh, twitch.tv slash the shweezy, uh, help us out. And so you get paid that way as well. Uh, so 
advertisers, sponsors, uh, you know, people who donate regularly, uh, and so like that. And then other forms, like I know a lot of people on, uh, you know, the people, a lot of the people I like on Twitch, you know, who play games, they typically do, you know, they typically do YouTube videos as well. Stuff like that. So, you know, it's not just one one and done. There's multiple different ways uh, they do it. So hopefully that explained a lot of that as much as I've been rambling on. What is calorie deficit? If I eat 1,600 calories per day, how am I supposed to burn more than that? I already struggle to work out 30 minutes a day burning 300 calories. Uh, can you clarify? Okay, so here's, here's probably where you're confused about the calorie deficit. So your body, everyone's body's different, obviously, so I can't speak for everyone, but typically most people, they burn around 2,000 calories a day. So 2,000 calories on average is kind of like how everyone bases their calories on that your body naturally burns 200 calories a day. Uh, just That's just existing. So like, because as you know, uh, your body uses food, turns food into energy, and then, you know, that's, you know, a basic science. So the idea of a calorie deficit is, okay, you naturally burn 200 calories a day. Uh, but today, I only eat 1,500, 1,600 calories uh, of food. That's all, that's all I consume today, drinks and uh, food, et cetera, et cetera. So that means there was a 400, let's say, 60, if you ate 1,600 calories, you have a 400-calorie day deficit. So uh, basically, you know, and obviously how you lose weight is you burn more calories than you consume. And so if you only ate 16, you're going to burn 2000 that day. It's good. So then also if you work out and that's why working out's good because working out adds additional calories you burned to your already 2000. So, uh, like I said, in your example, you ate 1600, you, your body naturally burns 2000 calories a day. Uh, you ate 1600 calories and then you burn 300 from exercising. So then, uh, with the two, so instead of two thousand, your rate goes up to twenty three hundred. So you you will burn twenty three hundred calories just from existing and doing your exercises. Then you only ate sixteen hundred calories. So then you get a deficit of seven hundred calories. So uh, you t then you basically uh, burn more calories than you consumed, and that's how you lose weight. So hopefully that explains. Hopefully that's explainable for, to you. How can I learn to say no? Anytime I'm asked for help, I always say yes, even if I want to say no. It's really gotten me anxious as I feel like I just get used. It sounds so easy, but I feel bad when saying no to anyone. How have you learned to say no? Uh, the the answer I will give you is that it, I feel it sounds so easy, but I feel you feel bad anytime you say no to someone. So that's the mindset you, you're in. You say yes because you don't want to hurt people's feelings, don't feel bad, uh, yada, yada, yada. That's the, you know, that's the main uh, concern you have. So you got to change your mindset here on why you don't feel – you have to change your mindset to not feel bad if you have to say no to someone. Most people generally understand um, – obviously, if someone really, really needs your help, you should, you should help your friends. Like generally – you should try to help people as much as you can, but also don't work past your limits too. It's just a boundaries thing. Sometimes uh, you don't understand that and you just got to focus on your boundaries. So um, basically, if you know when someone asks the question and you really don't want to do it, um, 
that's when you know you want to say no. Now, uh, to get around it, here's here's advice. That, that was the good advice. Here's the bad advice I'm known for giving. Um, make up an excuse so they don't feel so you can get away with it. It's like, oh man, I'm busy that day. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, I, I always just say I'm busy. Be that way. Uh, Cause I'm always doing some shit. Uh, but if I'm busy, then I don't have to worry about it. So uh, remember, remember that, and don't don't be stingy. Uh, so yeah. So the, the advice I would give is to understand that understand your boundaries. That way you know to say no. And if you have to, make up a lie. Because then, if you make up a lie, uh, it's easier to not have to help people out with things. Uh, that's how I would roll. And that's how I do the do. Uh, Mountain Dew. Uh, should actually get sponsored. Mountain Dew. I fucking love Mountain Dew, but like it's a lot of sugar and. And the Mountain Dew Zero and Diet Mountain Dew isn't that good. So, I mean, Zero. Zero. Mountain Dew Zero is okay. It gets the job done, but I don't like Mountain Dew that much. Um, anyways, yeah. Would you fuck Elvis Presley if he was alive? Uh, I'm going to give you the solid answer. Uh, no, I will not fuck Elvis Presley. Now, if I if I was uh, if I was down if I was down to fuck guys, Elvis would be on my the top of my list. Uh, I would assume if I was if I was into fucking guys. Uh, Elvis Presley would be on there. I get why women liked him. I, I don't get the why they were like turned on by him swinging his hips. I don't get that. I think it's just a cultural thing. Uh, but I get why women thought he was attractive and loved him. I get that shit. He was a very handsome guy. Younger days. In his older days, he started to look like me a lot more. Uh, but, uh, never had the, he never had my fat ass cheeks. He never had that shit. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I don't think I would fuck Elvis. Um, uh, one, one, you know, one mainly being that I'm not gay. Uh, and I'm not going to explain any further because apparently if I keep explaining that shit, people are like, it sounds like you are gay. I'm like, well, actually you're kind of a point there. Um, second though, is he, if those of you don't know, he died the way I hope I don't die, uh, is that he died on the toilet. He had about four months worth of shit in his body that he couldn't shit out. He was that constipated. Uh, and I know you're thinking, like, did he take a laxative? And he's like, uh, yeah, he did. But he was on every other pill in existence and, uh, they kind of blocked it out. Um, if, if Elvis, like I said, if Elvis would have had a bidet, he'd still be with us today. That's actually, that's funny. If Elvis had a bidet, he'd still be with us today. Uh, I hate how that rhymed. Uh, but no, that, you know, you know, you're, like I don't, I don't, I don't claim to be a well-endowed man, but I know if I was, if I was the top, you'd be hitting shit very quickly. Just how do you? I know, I know, painkillers do that to you. I just, I just don't understand how his body, because at some point, like you're so backed up, like it has to give out. So apparently, if you don't shit for four months, you do have a heart attack. That's the, that's it. I'm scared. That's how I'm going. Like I'm really worried. That's how I'm going. Uh, anyways, though, everyone, uh, don't do painkillers because then you won't boop. That's that's that. And I won't fuck Elvis. That's just, uh, there's just, I mean, I hope I gave good enough reasons as to why I don't want to fuck Elvis. And uh, yeah, those are my methods. Our final question. 
why does the pull-out method not work? In perfect conditions, i.e. the penis fully exits the vagina prior to ejaculation and the semen launches elsewhere, is there still significant risk of pregnancy? When people say the method doesn't work in the assumption that you won't pull out perfectly every time or that there's something else happening that makes it high-risk maneuver? Um, yeah, so, um, pull-out, first of all, if you, if you, if you want to be a pull-out king, uh, as our friend Josh Casey, uh, author of Track and Desire, Journey After Swallowtail Kites, uh, he, uh, he thought he was the pull-out king. He's not. He, he fell for the classic blunder of, oh, you're breastfeeding. You can't get pregnant. Turns out, though, this is an actual true fact. Uh, if a woman's breastfeeding, it's a lot easier to get pregnant. <laughs> I don't know. It's a hormone thing. I, I, I'm not a scientist. So... <laughs> Yeah, you know, you, you think about the pull-out method, you know, and you, you think, this, I mean, it's, you, you shouldn't get a woman pregnant. Like, it's fully exited out. It, it's on her tits on her, or her face or in her mouth. Like, it, everything shouldn't be fine. Uh, and that's the problem. There's so many just small, tiny variables, uh, like there's sperm in the pre-cum. Because it takes, because I guess, you know, I guess you ejaculate so much sperm, like thousands or whatever, only takes one of them to fertilize an egg. And that's the thing you do. So just one good swimmer makes it to an egg. She's pregnant. Um, so, and, and you know, and, and you know, when, you know, when you hear about accidental pregnancies, most of the time they're probably pull out. Like it's only 70% effective, they said. Uh, and, you know, I mean, there's only so many of actual effective methods. I mean, like a vasectomy, it only, changes the race of the baby. It doesn't actually stop your wife, a woman, from getting pregnant. It just changes the race. So, yeah. Uh, it, there's just a lot of small variables. Uh, Pre-com's usually one of them. Uh, that's the main cause a lot of times. Well, yeah, like I said, it only takes one swimmer to fertilize an egg. It only, it only takes one. And uh, that's the thing. So, uh you know, there's a lot of pull-out kings out there. You know, and there's always so many different variables. Um, the older you get, uh, or the older the woman is, because it, let's be honest, like, it's, it is weird how men's sperm just lasts forever, but, like, a woman just like, I'm out of eggs. <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyways, though, uh, yeah, th there's so many variables. Uh, if you're the pull-out king, sometimes it could just be because you have a low sperm count, or she has problems getting pregnant. There, that could be the problem, too. Uh, it, it always is funny. Like, you always hear, like, teens get pregnant so easy, and then, like, the couple, like, when couples actually try to have a baby, they have, they have, they struggle. It's like, so it's, it's just weird as fuck. Um, yeah, that's all. Um, and with that all being said, thank you for checking out this episode of Cancel Sweezy, the Lord's trademark favorite podcast out there. Uh, just a reminder that uh, women should have control of their own bodies, uh, and, uh, you know, I'm pro-choice. 
Uh, so thank you for listening to Lord's Trademark Favorite Podcast. Go check us out on social media at the Shweezy everywhere. Music under Shweezy. Wherever you stream your music, twitch.tv slash the Shweezy. Check me out playing video games on Thursday where I'll be playing Jedi Fallen Order, our Patreon page where you can financially support us. And don't forget all the free shit you can do. Like, if you're listening to this podcast, check out our YouTube page uh, for our full episodes. We also have highlights that you can share with your friends, help us infiltrate an algorithm. And uh, for the audio onlys, uh, leave us a 54321-star review and write a review to our rating and stuff like that. So don't be stingy. Uh, anyways, though, thank you for listening. Once again, I'm Squeezy. Women's, her body, her choice. And uh, Hong, if you love butt drugs... And stay awesome. Believe it or not, Schweg is in at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out or I pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. Hey, you just finished a full episode of Cancel Sweezy. Thank you so much. Wherever you are listening or watching this show, make sure you smash that subscribe button that we can get notified anytime we release new episodes. And uh, like I said before, honk Vila butt drugs and uh, stay awesome.